sometimes people need to stick with, you know, what they do best. And, you know, we had to, you know, we had to pivot, right? But what they did is they started selling more of Mr. Good bars because Mr. Good bars had peanuts in it and they were able to market it as like a high calorie, almost like an energy bar because they had to pivot and change. Right. So you got to do what you got to do. What's up, everyone? We're back, FBU. Today, we're going to be discussing five things working right now for gym owners. It's Coach AB or Anthony Bevilacqua alongside Vince Gabriel, the man, the myth, the legend himself, wearing the classic SPF Bull Moose shirt. <laughs> so, for those of you guys who are seeing this on YouTube, Vince, stand up a little bit. Show, show off those pecs, my friend. <laughs> Come on, man. See there that? you go. So if like you guys that? see that, so Vince, you want to give a little quick story behind yeah, that? Yeah, I've had to tell the story like many times today because I wore the shirt and I'm walking around the gym and all the clients at GFP are like asking like, what is that shirt? Like, is that a Gabriel Fitness shirt? And I'm like, no, it's not a GFP shirt. Um, so this was, was it, I think, believe the this most recent mastermind, uh, we do a theme for each meeting. And the theme at this one was called the gyms that built America. And it was a play on the show from the history channel, the gyms that built America. And the, so that, the uh, yeah, yeah. The men who built America. <laughs> Thank you. It was um, actually, that's actually a very good show. If you guys have not checked that out on the history channel, they yeah. did like a lot of spinoffs of it recently. And the yes. spinoffs are even, even really good too. Right. And so the whole period, the whole uh, mastermind was built around the Industrial Revolution. And obviously, Theodore Roosevelt was, um, you know, a big player in that era. And um, the Bull Moose Party was the, uh, very briefly, the Bull Moose Party was the party that he was um, uh, running for, a political party. And on the way to do one of his talks, he got shot in the chest. And the doctors were all like trying to get him to go to the hospital. And he's like, no, he's like tough as nails. And he went on and did the speech. It was like a two hour speech. And um, the, 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 everyone was like shocked. Um, but, but he opens the speech with it. It takes more than a bullet to kill a bull moose. And that's actually what's on the back of the shirt. It's, it's, I believe it, it says it takes more than a bullet to kill a bull moose, Theodore Roosevelt. Um, so we got these shirts uh, for everybody. And I don't know if you can see this. You can't see this if you're not watching on YouTube. But um, there's actually, a, we put an SPF, master SPF Mastermind uh, logo on his uh, chest plate. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of SPF in Mr. In Mr. Rose. But we're not worthy, but we did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you, for those of you who are watching this, you could see the shirt. If not, then you're going to have to, it's, it's a rare shirt. You can't even buy it. Sorry, you, can't buy the you can't buy the shirt. Sorry, and, uh, yeah. And any extras. It is funny um, because uh, I do have a bunch of uh, SPF mastermind shirts and I'll, I'll randomly give shirts to clients at the gym. Um, so you, you, every once in a while, you'll see uh, like a GFP member that I've been like, that's been like a long time member and they kind of know what I do. I, I call it, I call it my side hustle. I call this, I call this business my side hustle. Um and uh, so it's cool to see them walking around with our shirts, which is really neat. The SPF shirts. But yeah, this is a classic. Yeah. Classic. All right, Vince. So let's get into this. The five things that are working right now. And this is, I think, relevant because we come out of a weird time. You know, we got, we got coming post pandemic uh, masks. I mean, for us in New York, the masks are off. Um, everything is just back to normal, it seems so to say. Right. And uh, 
Things that were working in the past might not be working now. And I'm finding too, we had a lot of online people who are no longer interested in online stuff anymore. Now they, they just, they totally have, uh, they burned themselves out with that. Now people are coming back. So different things are going to be working right now as we record this in June 2021 versus something that we were talking about in January 2021. I, I, I got to be honest with you, AB. I, I really do feel for the people that jumped ship on the brick and mortar and went to the online training space because it's, it's, you know, sometimes the grass is always greener, you know, on the other side uh, that people think that. Right. And the reality is it's you know, being an online trainer is not an easy thing to do. And there's a few people that do it really well, but I feel like a lot of people did that and they gave up their leases and they gave up their brick and mortars. Um, and I've been saying this whole time that it's going to come back. We're like we're, we're human beings, right? We're, 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 we're drawn to the physical contact and being around groups of people and being in, you know, around people like, like, like us. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it was going to happen at some point. I knew this thing wasn't going to last forever, but I think people, you know, take things so seriously and literally in panic. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of gyms right now that are, I mean, at Gabriel Fitness right now. Uh, <laughs> so our, our, my guy that runs the gym at GFP, uh, Leo, he has like this massive headache all day because he like can't keep up with all the new business that we have between our camp, between the new clients coming in. Um, and it's like, it's exploding to a point that, that like, it's like, I'm like, wow, I didn't expect this to, to happen like this. Um, but it is. And I know you're seeing similar success. I know a lot of the guys in the group are seeing similar success. Um, I don't think everybody is seeing this kind of um, snapback, if you will. Um, but it's a great time to own a gym right now. And, and you look at my friend, Rick Mayo, um, Rick, Rick Mayo uh, that owns Alloy Personal Training Franchise. Uh, he just, he's posting every other day, four new locations opening up in Salt Lake City, four new locations here, four new locations there. The guy is opening up gyms all across the country at record rate. You know, so the, the brick and mortar is here. And actually, I, I, I wrote an email recently on the whole, you know, this whole conundrum between the brick and mortar and the online space and stuff like that. And I think the biggest mistake people could have made is to kind of build out and spend all this money on their virtual training studio where they're going to get cameras and lighting and try and compete with Peloton and Beachbody and all this stuff. And it's like, you can't, you're, you got a 4,000 square foot gym. You're going to try and compete with beach body. Um, I'm not saying you can't, it can't be a revenue stream for you. I'm not saying you can't make money, you know, doing it, but sometimes people need to stick with the brick and mortar and the online space and stuff like that. And I think the biggest mistake people could have made is to kind of build out and spend all this money on their virtual training studio where they're going to get cameras and lighting and try and compete with Peloton and beach body and all this stuff. And it's like, you can't, you're, you got a 4,000 square foot gym. You're going to try and compete with beach body. Um, I'm not saying you can't, it can't be a revenue stream for you. I'm not saying you can't make money, you know, doing it, but sometimes people need to stick with, you know, what they do best. And, you know, we had to, you know, we had to pivot, right. At some point when this whole thing happened, we had to do something online because that's all we could do. Right. But um, there's a, there's a great story 
of um, the Hershey guy, the guy that started Hershey, Milton Hershey, when the Great Depression hit, their sales got cut by 50%. And w- instead of, they had to pivot, right? And so what they did is they started selling more of Mr. Good Bars because Mr. Good Bars had peanuts in it. And they were able to market it as like a high calorie, almost like an energy bar. And so they ate, were able to get back on track with their sales by selling more and focusing more on Mr. Good Bars, right? Now, if you were to say that does today, does Mr. Good Bar sell more than a Hershey bar? Not a, not a, not, not a chance in the world, right? But back then it did because they had to pivot and change, right? So you got to do what you got to do, but don't lose sight of, you know, you, what, what made you and don't lose sight of your core um, business. So that's my little tangent. <laughs> right. But it's true, man. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely true. We had a pivot during a, a vital time and we, we all did. And now we're coming out of it uh, differently than we went into it. That's for sure. I know that my business in particular has done, uh, it's definitely a lot better structurally wise now, as opposed to before the pandemic. But let's get rolling, man. These five things that are working right now, I'm going to set the order today because I want to set them by, you know, I don't know when this is going to come out. So I think it'll come out within the next couple of days, but we're walking up to 4th of July coming up, which is the next holiday. So the first thing that's working right now is taking advantage of holiday sales. Yeah. So do you want to talk about what you did on Father's Day? Yep. So this so, way you could take the stuff that we talk about on Father's Day and apply it for July 4th. This way you guys can make some quick cashola. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of lessons ro- rolled into this one. So, uh, and, and again, just to preface all this, um, what I did was this is what's working right now within our community, right? And our community has about 42 uh, brick and mortar gym owners that are, you know, primed and ready to take their business to the next level. So uh, every week we're, you know, sharing success stories of what's working right now. What are so, so these five things are things that from the last couple of weeks we've seen, you know, as working well. So um the, the Father's Day thing started with uh, what we did at GFP, but also branched out to many of the members um, that, that, that did a sale like this. And I think that there's a lot of people right now that are still sitting at home, right? And they know they need to work out and they're almost like they know they need to get back at the gym and they need one thing. They need a reason. Right. They need a reason. And so when you put something out there like a Father's Day program, right, that's a reason for them to do something. Right. And Dan Kennedy always talks about, uh, you know, one of the top principles in direct response marketing is give them a reason to respond now. Well, when you create some kind of a short term sale or a short term and I had a coaching call with somebody just just before this. And they were like struggling with their marketing. And basically I told them, I was like, you're not, you're not really just putting out any offers. You know, they're doing stuff here and they're doing stuff there, but there was no offers. Like we got to put it like AB. One of the ones is, you know, yours that I took, right. Is making an an offer a day. Right. Well, I just Um, took yours and ran with it. Well, yeah, (laughs) but right. But, 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 but but putting offers out there. So if if you want to do something like Joe Hashi did something uh, called the summer slim down, right. But you got to create offers and campaigns and you got to create these reasons of why people, 
um, should should start to uh, do business with you. Um, the other thing I want to say on the Father's Day thing is um, I'm not going to lie and, and tell you that I didn't plan on doing the Father's Day. The story goes like this. I'm in my office and Leo comes in and Leo's like a chicken without a head right now because he's so busy. But he's like, hey, hey, and Leo talks really fast. And he's like, hey, hey, are we doing anything for Father's Day? And at first I'm like, nah, because I just was like, I don't know, I was being lazy. And I was just like, ah, ah, no. And he's like, All right. and he walks out. And I sat there and I was like, well, why shouldn't we do something for Father's Day? It's just a like a four-day sale. Like, why wouldn't we? We have an email list. Why, like, why wouldn't we do it? And we did it in the past, right? And we didn't, and it's funny. It, this is where it's important to keep uh, the, the pace of things. We didn't do it last year. Why? Because there was a global pandemic. So Father's Day sale for us was two years ago. So I almost like forgot about it, right? I go to my computer and I type in on my search drive, um, Father's Day emails. And I pull up the Father's Day emails from 2019. And I start reading. I'm like, oh, shit. These are, these are pretty good emails. And so I started reading them and I went in and I spent 45 minutes changing the subject line, um, tweaking, you know, an email here, tweaking an email there. I beefed it up a little bit and I gave them to Leo. And at the same time, I also gave them to all of you guys as well. And I know a lot of, a lot of people used them and had great success, um, with them, but we ended up selling, I think 16 Father's Day sales. So that's 16 new people on a 30-day trial that each of them paid 99 bucks. That's like $1,600, you know, in, on front-end money. It cost us $0 to run the campaign. The emails were already written. But the example here is the Father's Day email is an example of a marketing asset. And what you want to think about the way you're going to strengthen your business is to continue to build marketing assets. So for an example, another example is like the sweepstakes that we run. The landing page to the sweepstakes is a marketing asset. And as you go, you want to be able to build and create these things and then be able to reuse them. The Father's Day emails, the Father's Day campaign took literally almost zero effort on, on my part, zero effort. On, I mean, I made the sales team busy, right? Um, but that's what you that's what you want to do. So Number one is take advantage of the different things going on right now. Um, Father's Day, 4th of July, summertime, make sure you're doing something back to school or something like that. Um, but, but have these things in your marketing plan. Don't like, don't do what I did and wait till last minute, right? Now, I wouldn't, and if I didn't have those pre-written, we would have done nothing, Right. So that's why that makes the case for the second piece, which is build these assets so you can reuse these over time. Now, I'm never going to not do a Father's Day. We're going to just run those same emails. And, and we did no paid ads for this Father's Day thing. The only thing we did was email promotion. That's it. Just to our current list. That's it. So um, you can have good success and not spend a lot of money. Yep. So that was two in one, actually. So holiday sales and offer a day. So number three, um, let's go with reactivations. I love that. And that's, and that's huge. I'm getting a ton of those right now, especially that in New York, we've, everything was lifted, everything. So it's now it's like people, you know, everyone's okay without the mess. Everybody's running to come back. So reactivation is so beautiful right now because of 
of, of, of there's two buckets of people, right? There are the people that before COVID hit were former members, right? And so think of like before COVID hit, maybe you had a certain amount of members that had terminated their membership. And then, and then during the pandemic, you created a whole new group of people that terminated their membership, that froze their membership. So there's almost like these two buckets of people. And I'm willing to bet that everyone that left during COVID has not come back yet. And so we are, we have made that a major part of our new business generation is to reactivate people that are either on hold or were former members. It's something we think about um, every day. And the reason being is because what COVID-19 caused, COVID-19 caused a bigger pool of these people, right? And it sucks that we lost these people to begin with, but what's working now, that's the whole title of this, what's working now is, hey, let's go back and let's get those people, right? And the other thing is too, what you may need to do to get these people to come back is make them an offer, right? You can't just say, hey, do you want to come back? Do you want to come back? Because someone that's been gone for a year, they might need a little bit of enticing to come back, they, especially if they're scared, right? So they may need a free month. They might need a free trial again, right? And that's okay. The only thing your, your job to do is get them in the door. So that's what I'm thinking. When you're doing reactivation, don't forget about the offer. There's got to be something that's going to entice them to actually come back. So what's so, so reactivation is working really well right now because it's a bigger pool of people that you can draw from. Right, right. And, and again, if you couple these together, just making, you can even set a challenge to yourself and say, okay, for the next two weeks, that's 14 days, I'm going to make an offer a day to my list to try to reactivate people. If you guys did that, if you guys took action and did that, I can guarantee. Well, AB, you- why don't you tell what you did? Like, let's, let's, let's briefly talk, tell that story. Um, I'd love to hear this, the data on that. But uh, at one of our past masterminds, I challenged the CEO mastermind to make an offer a day. And uh, why don't, why don't you um, talk about that campaign what you did and, you know, how it ended up? Well, I didn't really think too much. I'm kind of the person, you know, ready, uh, aim, fire, <laughs> fire, ready, aim. That's kind of the person that I am. So I'm like, okay, Vince wants us to make an offer a day. So I'm going to do that. And every sense of the word, I'm going to do that. But, and sometimes the offer doesn't always have to be to buy, join the email list, download the free recipe book. It's just about getting into the habit of making an offer. So first I started doing that with social media posts. And I said, you know, there's got to be a little bit of a better way to do this where I could just kind of have this stuff already done. Because as most of you know, once you put a post out on social media, after an hour or so, it's gone. You know, that's all it lasts really on Facebook and Instagram, whatever, especially like your story. And one day it's gone. So I was like, I need something that's going to last that I could always keep putting out and that would always be there. So I set a challenge to myself to record authority style content on video every day. I said, okay, I'm going to do this for 90 days. I don't know why I got 90 days from, <laughs> I, I really don't have no idea. I just kind of picked 90, it sounded cool. So it's like, okay, 90 days. 
So I started doing that and I filmed a video every day for 90 days. I have a ton of videos on YouTube now, but I baked in the offer a day to those videos. So now I post up still a video every day, but I'm not recording those videos every day. Uh These are all the old videos now that are going up. So it's an asset that I have that I can keep reusing over and over and over because wow. So That's we great. did last year, well, pre-COVID, obviously, um, we did a grocery tour. We took all of our clients to the, to the local stop and shop and we videoed that. It's like a 45 minute video. And I reposted that the other day. I just changed like some of the content, the rewording of it. And I reposted it. Not everybody was a member then. So everybody got to rewatch what happened. So it's something that's always going to be used. And I made the content around relative, um, you know, relevant stuff for the clients. So stuff that they struggle with. Um, like one of the more recent ones I did was like having that pause button mentality. You know how some clients say they get overwhelmed with life and they just say, oh, you know, my work schedule changed time to I can't do the gym anymore. So it's like I still have all this bank of content that's just going to keep getting reused and I don't have to do anything anymore because now it's there. Hey, can you explain you said uh, authority content? Can you explain what that is? Yeah. So basically, uh, it's just. And again, you don't have to go crazy with this. You don't have to wear a lab coat or anything like that to to be an authoritative person. You just have to know more than your target client and just give them information. That's basically how I look at it. Give them information, be that go-to person for them. So whatever your your thing is, let's say you specialize in helping people with knee issues. So you become that person who specifies in knee issues. And when they associate knee issues, they associate you and your gym. So that's kind of how you look at authoritative content. That's how at least I look at it. Yeah, no, that's great. And yeah, and I think that that what that does, if you're looking for uh, what Dan Kennedy calls price elasticity, right? And that is to be able to stretch your prices higher relative to your competition. Um, authority building is definitely something that does that. It's now your, when people know you as the guy on the video, Right. And then they come in to see there's a degree of celebrity and status and authority that comes with that. And they sit down and you don't know them. Right. But they know you and they're almost privileged to be sitting down with the famous guy that does all the videos. Um, and that enables you to charge higher fees and higher pricing. So maybe AP, you got to raise your prices again after all these videos. <laughs> I did. I think I, I don't know how much more I can raise. <laughs> well, so, until the close rate goes to. Yeah. Down a lot. Well, I don't even, my close rate is actually going up. So oh, I don't, I'm like, I, I can't even, I'm like, I don't know how am I going to keep raising oh, them? Your biggest problem is going to be counting money. I know. Well, the other thing too, is I think also what I did too, was I took all that content that I did and I baked it into an autoresponder for inquiry people. So anyone who's inquired, oh, anyone who's oh, an active great. client and anyone who is an old client. So I'll talk to some of the clients now. They're like, Oh, I just watched that video that you sent me about this. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't even realize that you got that video yet <laughs> because weird. it's just baked. It just drips out to them. So it's like this bank of content has gone, you know, it was definitely worth the investment. I'll tell you guys, you don't have to do 90 days. Uh, 90 days was definitely excessive. And there was moments where I'm like, and I'm the type of person I set a goal. That's it. I'm not going to not do it. And there was days where I'm like, oh my God, I, this is horrible. Why did I set a goal for 90 days? But I'm like, whatever, just, just put the camera on and record. And uh, it's definitely paid dividends. That's great. Yeah, no, I, I think that um, 
you know, like we were saying before is all those videos for you are marketing assets and stuff that you can change. And I think that people don't do that enough. They don't reuse the content that they've already created. And, and another way to think about it too, is to create the content with the idea that it's going to be reused at a later date. Well, I got one more for you. So I just real, this must be new on YouTube. This must be something that's brand new. So YouTube actually takes the videos that you make and make subtitles. So you can actually go in there, download the, all the subtitles, and then you could turn it into a book. Boom. There you go. So, yep. And then no extra step. You literally go in there, copy and paste it. I mean, you obviously have to edit it, but you yeah. get the idea. Yeah. No, that's great. Actually, I, just, um, yeah. I had a, um, I don't have it on me right now. But um, one of our members, Brian Zippitz, sent me a book that he created. And he said the book was all from the content that he had already produced. And it took him like a month to put together the book. But it was like, can you imagine writing a book in a month? People think, oh, a book takes three years to do. Um, but all the content was already there. So all of, all of the stuff that you're doing um, you know, can be used to create other things from it. So great points. Beautiful. Right. All right. Let's move on to number four. Well, you kind of said number four already. And you told me to raise my prices again, but <laughs> that's another one you could definitely do too. Um, so yeah, let's just touch on that. I mean, because we had one of our members raise their prices recently and did um, a absolutely masterful job. I've never seen a price increase go this successfully. Um, they lost zero people from the price increase, which is incredible and um, generated. <laughs> the numbers are gaudy. It's like ten, eight, ten, nine or 10 grand a month in additional profit, right? So remember that when you raise your prices, there's no increase in, in expenses, right? It's just pure bottom line profit. So this, this, this gym owner raised his, his, his bottom line profit by nine grand with, with one Facebook post. He literally, yeah, it, it just like was amazing. And I told him, I was like, oh, if you multiply the annual and you multiply that by 10 years, uh, you just, you just pay for three college tuitions and then some, uh, with, with what, with one Facebook post in a video. Um, but, but, but it was, he, I talked to him for a long time about it. And, you know, if you're going to raise your prices, there's a certain time period of when you should do it. Right. And right now, a lot of people are very supportive of small businesses, right? They, they want to see the small, like just, just um, a lot of uh, members at GFP, they think that I just own a gym, right? They have no idea that I have like seven other things going on. So they look at me and, and they're almost like sometimes feel bad for me. And they're like, they, they kind of, they come up to me and they're like, Hey, you know, how, how things going? And like, are you doing all right? And I'm like, yeah, we're, we, you know, you know, you know, we're getting there, we're getting there, <laughs> but um, it, it's, it's just, it's just very interesting. Um, but they they're rooting for you. You know, they're rooting. A lot of people are rooting for small businesses to succeed in this period of time. And the other point is um, a lot of us had to spend money and invest money to make our businesses suitable for COVID, right? We had to invest in new equipment. We had to invest in cleaning supplies. We had to invest in this. And I think one of the things that um, you need to do when you do a price increase is to show and demonstrate the value, 
right? What is the value that you're going to bring to the client? So it's kind of just a good period of time uh, to do it um, because you have to invest in your business anyway to get through uh, this period of time. But the gentleman that, that raised his prices did an unbelievably masterful job. He did a video and a Facebook post and it was just like, I would watch this thing and I was just like in awe of how great it was. And then when he told me afterwards that he didn't lose one, and this person has 750 members, 750 members and did not lose one client, right? It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. So a lot of it is how you do it. A big part of it is a big part of raising prices is um, how a price increase goes will really tell you how you've done in the last decade. Last thing that's working right now. And that is out of both of our realms because we're not tech people. And right. that is your website. Yeah. Uh, you got to have a website. I mean, I always tell the story of, you know, go that, to the that, Google, you go to the Google. Yeah. I always tell that story, but that's the reality is people are searching for a personal trainer near me. They're searching for a gym near me and you got to come up. If you don't come up on the first page of Google, you might as well not even be there. Um, so you need a good web guy. You need someone that's, that's updating your website. You need someone that your website speed is good. You need a website. Um, you got to pay the biggest, I can't give you all the details today in the time that we have, but the, you got to pay attention to that. And here's how you pay attention to it. You look at the results. All right. And you look and say, how people last month at our website and see what that number is. And there's a lot of people that would say, I got zero people through my website. Right. And if that is, that happens, that's a problem. Yeah. And that means that you have a, a, something that could be a big asset for you. That's really just not working. And it's something that you guys need to pay attention to. And I think the reason why uh, people stopped paying attention to websites was years ago, Facebook ads were working so well. And like everyone just said, Oh, I'll just put all my money on Facebook and things. And they ignored, you know, that's like your first line of defense, especially if someone, and I know too, that a lot of people, um, gyms like ours, a lot of referrals come through, right? I know you get lots of referrals. We get lots of referrals. Well, what do they do when their friend tells them about AB fitness or Gabriel fitness? They go and they put it in Google, right? And they want to go check it out. And what comes up? What's your website? They're not going to your Facebook page. Like if someone, if you're, if you're, if two of your clients, AB are talking back and forth about the gym and one of your clients tells their friend about it, they're not going to Facebook to look at AB fitness. They're putting AB fitness in Google and they're going to go to your website. Like that's, that's it. So I think people need to just understand that and then put more stock into having a better website. Right. And I think also too, one of the things you may not think your website is converting, but you have to ask when you get on the phone with people, if they call you, they reach out to you. How did you find us? How did you find us? Sometimes people go on the website. They don't, they just scroll around and they call right away. So you got to do your due diligence and find out, Hey, where did you find us from? Oh, I went to the Google. Okay, perfect. So now, you know, they came to the website. Go to so the got, Google. I love that. I think that's great. I think that that's great, but yeah, I, that's the five things that are working right now. And uh, I'll, I'll summarize them really quick for you guys. So number one, raise your prices. 
Always do that. Unless your closing rate's going down, then your prices went too high. So that's one. Two, your website. Make sure you have a good <clears throat> online presence. Three, reactivate. Now is the time to reactivate everyone. Get them back to the gym. Get them back to their old routine. Number four is an offer a day. Do what I said. Take the next 14 days and make an offer a day to your old clients. Doesn't matter what the offer is. Hey, I have this free recipe book for you. Hey, come into the gym. Hey, you're, I have a free workout on me. Hey, free week. Hey, free month. Whatever it is, make the offer to them for the next 14 days. AB, Coach AB is challenging you guys to do that. And the last one, take advantage of the holidays and the things that are coming up. Fourth of July is right around the corner. Make thought that offer for the weekend. Anything, doesn't matter. Make an offer. I think you had said it once before, Vince, and I love the analogy. It's, um, oh, I don't remember what you said, but it's like getting the sticky guy off the couch. I forget what you called it. <laughs> yeah, Velcro man. Velcro so, man, thank yeah, you. It's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's an analogy I learned from a copywriter named John Carlton who used like this blob man, but I just changed it to Velcro man. But um, the way you have to look at the offers that you put out and the copy that you're putting out and the message you're putting out when you're marketing is you have to envision um, your client that's sitting in a large suit of Velcro and the vel the couch is also Velcro. So they are like literally glued to the couch and let's just, and it, it's, it's an outdated analogy, but let's just say they're sitting and watching TV and you have a, <laughs> you have a TV ad, right. Um, <laughs> which, which is not happening, but anyway, uh, what do you need to say to get Velcro man to pry himself off of that couch? That's almost how you have to envision your, your client that they, it's really hard to get them to take action. Yep. So get Velcro man off the couch, guys. Guys, if you loved what you heard today, then you're going to love the info that's in Vince's book. And now's your chance to get that book for free. So head on over to Vince's freebook.com. Again, that's Vince's with an S freebook.com. So very simple. Very remember, you can't forget that Vince's freebook.com. Pick up a copy of your free book right there that will help to transform your gym. And from myself, Coach AB, and Vince Gabriel himself, we wish you guys a good weekend and a good, uh, good week getting back. We're back. Peace.